Hello, and welcome back to Hello Joy. Now the sound might be just a little bit different this time as I am not home. I'm quarantining for a theater job, which y'all, when I prepped the season, I had no idea that it all fall into place in this way. But every episode we've had thus far has been in alignment with my personal process in this year, year of 2021. So I hope that these episodes are in season for you in your life too, because this month we are talking about manifestation. There might be a little wibble doo doo, but really what I'm trying to get at and what I'm trying to emphasize here is faith, synchronicity, visualization, and affirmations. And just the general theme that though life will do what it wants, which like it's not my job to control the flow of what God is trying to do. For me, it's God. For you, it could just be life. But whatever is happening, um, I can't control what will happen to me, but I can speak what I desire and what I wish to see happen. It's my responsibility to speak fully into my dream. Dreams is... And it's also important for you to speak fully into your own because what happens to a dream deferred? It dries up like a raisin in the sun. Okay, and I don't know about y'all, but I don't want my dreams to be drying up like raisins in the sun. I want them to be full flourished grapes and I want them to be made into a sweet wine to be placed on a nicely stylized charcuterie board, okay? Trying to have a feast here at the table. So that requires making room for manifestation. I'm super excited to talk about this with you all. And I'm really grateful that it's happening in my life now. So I have things to really talk about, which is kind of cool. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into our affirmations. All right, so today I am going to be reading an excerpt from We the Urban's post on how to get unstuck. It says the following, you owe it to yourself to explore your purpose. Believe in yourself. Okay, the second, which is near and dear to my heart, is a memory from a class I took in college called Flying Solo. It's all about Uh, solo performance. We had a brilliant artist named Kate Bornstein come to visit us and talk to us about her life and her art. In the end, she left us with business cards that have a wonderful message on the front, which I am going to read to you. Mine is officially dog-eared and it stays in the front of my wallet where my driver's license should be. It reads, your face here. There's a little, little flying buddy. Get out of hell free. Do whatever you need or want to do in order to make life worth living. Love who and how you want to love. Just don't be mean. Should you get sent to hell for doing something that isn't mean to someone, I'll do your time in hell for you. Kiss kiss, Kate. Now, that was one of my favorite moments in class. Um, The conversation was just so rich and hearing hearing her journey, on how she found herself 
and just the depth of her work stuck with me. She found a way to be limitless in her work, which is a sort of freedom I really aspire to. And so I keep it with me to remind me that we all got to do what we got to do to make our purpose happen and to live our lives in the way they're meant to be lived. As long as we are not being mean to someone else, it really is a sign that we're probably in the right place and hopefully doing the right thing. If who you are being is um, is having a good impact on other people, then you're probably being a good person, okay? And I think just the simplicity of that was like a reminder to not stress about what is right, what is wrong, what society thinks of me. Um, which was helpful to me because I struggle with that. I'm a, I'm a very obligatory person. So it was a reminder to trust my dopeness. As always, head back if you need to. Uh, re-listen, vibe, do as you must. And then continue playing when you're ready. Yay! Let's get into that one, two, three, joy. whoop Okay, so triumphant win. I have a job. I kind of have two jobs and then a different opportunity. God said, I'm opening the door. I'm opening the window. I'm opening the radiator. And I feel blessed. I feel slightly overwhelmed as well, uh, but mostly blessed. I am in the thick of two of those projects now and getting revved up for the third, which hoof, hoofy hoof. It's uh, really exciting. I'm really pumped. I was, well, y'all know, I've been reading Cicely Tyson's Just As I Am for the past like month or so. And I remember getting to a certain section and just being like, well, damn, I really want to act again. I want to get working on my craft. And literally a week and a half, I want to say, later, an opportunity came up. And so I'm currently away from home. I've quarantined. We're now in the middle of rehearsals. And I get to I get to do Shakespeare text and I get to be with a community of actors and it feels really lovely and I'm very excited for all of the things that I'm learning and um, <laughs> I'm really just excited for what God is out here doing. My mom calls these kisses on the cheeks and I'm feeling, well, kiss on the cheek, I say when cheeks makes me think that I'm talking about booty, but no, like kisses on the cheek, like my mouth, like my next to my face. I'm tired. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little spastic right now. Joy Bud. I finally watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and I also watched the Nina Simone. Uh, what happened to Miss Simone documentary and both were just so riveting since being here i am currently in the state of massachusetts 
uh, I have been seeing so many crows. And when I watched this documentary with Nina Simone, uh, I'm not sure if y'all are familiar, she wrote a song called Blackbird. And that song has not left my mind since watching that documentary. And I keep seeing these little crows landing on the tree outside the window when I'm eating my oatmeal um, before rehearsal. And it just feels like a reminder. I'm not necessarily sure of what. No, I am. I think I am. I feel like it's a reminder to fly because the lyrics go, why you want to fly, Blackbird? You ain't never going to fly. Your mama's name is Lonely and your daddy's name is Pain. Why you want to fly, Blackbird? You ain't never going to fly. But, and that sounds sad, and it is sad. (laughs) It is a sad song, but... I think it's speaking to her desire to be fully free as a black woman. And I feel like in this season, God is challenging me in a fresh way to choose to be free and to choose to fly because it's what I was born to do. And I was doing a devotional the other the other day and there was a a moment where i had to close my eyes and listen to a song so i listened to blackbird and when i did that i saw this beautiful image of like a sky full of crows um like flying in all of these beautiful shapes across the sky and that song, as that song was playing, it just felt like, mm, I feel like God is with me, like God is using Nina Simone to speak to me. And so it's a joy bud because I feel like there is still more to be revealed. Since watching the documentary and having these kind of like synchronicity moments, I've written a couple of poems about Blackbird, uh, and of like just been coming up with different concepts and ideas. And I don't know if it's just for me, just for me and God to mull on or if it'll become something, but I am, uh, I'm feeling judged by it. I'm very excited by that. Okay, graceful fail. Like I said before, which I'll probably get a little further into in the main section. I was going to mention something else, but I think I think it might be a little messy and I don't want to be messy. So I'm not going to share that one. <laughs> and I also think it's resolved. But I am very overwhelmed, frankly. It is almost 10.30 p.m., And I feel like I have 30 things I need to do. And I want to go to bed. Uh, And although I am incredibly pumped about what God is doing in my life right now, I feel like I did not do time management well. I like maybe should have prioritized my quarantine days a little bit better. Uh, And I didn't do that. So I'm feeling frazzled just a bit, but also still really excited. 
but also a little frazzled. And I'm trying to take things one moment at a time, but I feel the reminder like, okay, when I'm writing these episodes for y'all, I really gotta do it sooner than the week of, or even two weeks of. I need to start thinking about it the day I release the other episode (laughs) because it's too much. So that's my graceful fail. Now, let's get into the main segment and talk about manifestation. Manifestation is, I believe, all about your capacity to receive. Are you willing to receive the fullness of what you're imagining, dreaming, or working towards? And there's so much like that goes into it, I think, and also a lot that doesn't go into it. And I think that there is a big... There's a big, like, cultural understanding of manifestation, I think especially given the pandemic because everyone is going through so much and because we're challenged to be by ourselves a lot, we're ideating a lot more, sometimes on good things, sometimes, well, no judgment to whether they are good or bad, but we're thinking about a lot of things, a variety of things, and I think that Manifestation requires us to be generous in our receiving and generous with the way that we talk about our dreams and talk about our desires and talk about ourselves. I've noticed for me that there are a few steps that occur when manifesting. Uh, A big one is visualization. I've talked with you all at nauseum about how important it is to see what I'm working towards personally. I like to have like whether it be buzzwords or literal pictures or abstract pictures of what I want the next year to look like for me, or just whenever I'm feeling down, I tend to try to build a collage or something visual to inspire me, or to feel like I have an intention to work towards. Because otherwise, I would, I think, collapse under the weight of um, <laughs> a fear, and I'm sure a plethora of other emotions. I think another aspect of manifestation that is really important to me is synchronicity. Once I visualize and speak, whisper, whether it be like in my mind when I'm going about my day or something will pop up or it'll come when I'm about to go to sleep or something of that nature, I will always get confirmation uh, in life. I mentioned in the one, two, three joy <laughs> about me seeing crows everywhere. And 
I think I may have just gotten another piece of the puzzle earlier in a conversation with my sister, but when I watched that documentary and then I've like been seeing crows everywhere and I've been singing the song and sometimes I feel like they are responding to me and singing back, that could be my imagination, but I'd like to see that that's true. And also just the way that when they fly, they fly so, 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 so close to the ground that you think they're going to crash, but then they whoosh back up. And I feel that currently in this season where God is teaching me more about manifestation and how to make room for it, don't mind the sound of the radiator, uh, I have been hearing the question again and again and again, are you willing to receive? Which I think on its face is like a question that possibly everyone would say yes to. And I, on its face, like if I'm being, if I'm being um, not honest with myself, I'll be like, yes, of course, of course I'm ready to receive. But I've been noticing in the past few weeks that I am not as ready as I say I am, there are little and sometimes big blockages that stand in the way of, of me allowing myself to receive the things that I, that I spend like a lot of time co-creating and talking about with God or, or visualizing or, or literally actively working on. And once they begin to happen, I am like, ooh, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have, ooh, ooh, I don't know that I can handle, ooh, ooh, this is too much for me. I am not ready is the big, the big statement that comes from me. I'm not ready for this. And I think that that instinct or like the, <laughs> the like desire to respond quickly with that comes from one, probably lack of confidence, if I'm being honest. And two, possibly just, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure just feeling that I'm not deserving or I don't deserve to, to receive. I think that especially as an artist and as a creative, I'm doing a lot of unlearning in this time of like this suffering artist complex that I have, where I believe that I have to suffer to achieve or I have to berate myself to achieve or sometimes, sometimes berate others. And I'll never do it openly, but like it might be going on in the back of my mind. And I just have been experiencing this challenge like, ooh, this way of working is not sustainable. Ooh, but what if we found mm -hmm, joy in this instead of pain? What if you what if you allowed like your high clown self to come out of the box and just like play around? What if we could receive with that energy rather than only allowing um, yourself to receive when you're at your empty or when you've done everything in your power to be a super person in this life. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not necessary to receive. And that good things can happen to you 
because you are deserving of good things happening to you. So it's funny because I had all these things prepared to talk about like the process of manifestation and with the delay in this episode, I've had some time to think back and really consider, well, am I really allowing myself to manifest what I desire or am I, or am I being all talk (laughs) and no like action? And I don't think that it's being no action because I have like, I think faith without works is dead is a big, a big quote from my youth that I really think is very true. Um, (laughs) And so I, I do my best to put in work and I'm happy and grateful to have people around me who remind me like, hmm, Eliana, you've been talking a lot about this. Have you tried it? What if you try this? What if you just try something? So I'm very grateful to the folks in my life who who offer that um, for me. But yeah, I'm a huge believer in reciprocity, which I think is the whole thing about faith without works is dead. You have to do Um, something to get the ball rolling, to really put that vision into a tangible form. But there are also moments of rest and moments where we enter a more generative space, where the ideas that we've been pondering on or the things that we've been working on in our lives, problems we've been solving, just need a moment to breathe without us trying to fix, do, save, be. All we have to do is sit with it in that moment. And I think that's the step in manifestation that I often miss. I miss the step where there is no striving, where there is not a need to constantly be like, parading myself up to make something happen. And so I think that that's what I have to share personally from my knowledge about manifestation. There are some other folks who I believe have greater knowledge and different perspective that might help you on your journey as they've helped me on mine. And I'll be sure to mention this in the manifestation mentions. But I was listening to this podcast episode from the Black Girl in Ohm podcast, which is founded and created by Lauren Ash. And on it, she featured this facilitator. Her name is the Moon Mother and her focus and like her specialty is in human design, which is a mixture of chakra work and astrology. And I think something else. I can't remember the third thing. But it's essentially human design tells you what your authority is and kind of like what your superpowers are, I guess. If I'm using a less woo-woo word, I guess it would be what your strengths are and how you can more fully operate in your strengths and how you can release the need to be the not self. So there are certain areas in the body that you can have authority over. For me, I have um, I have sacral authority. So my th- authority is in creation 
and I'm a manifesting generator. So generators are the doers and manifestors are the innovators. Uh, And I have both, both of that, both of that in me. But the thing about manifesting generators is that they can only manifest from the point of um, reception, like whether or not they want to choose to go in a certain area. And I've noticed that in my life. And I, I know human design is just one aspect of viewing life. And I don't, I don't have the intention to make it my everything, but I did found, I did find that it was interesting. Um, and that it confirmed things I already knew about myself and that a lot of the things that get placed on my path are things that I'm meant to respond to. And then from there I can create. So I was listening to this podcast, getting back on track here, and she was talking about how how we have all these connotations around the word manifestation and how we believe like if we just sit with our journal and write things out and we're like, "Mm, mm -hmm, this is what I see, this is what I want, we think that things will happen just like that. And that's not how it works. In, in order to really actively see change in our life and move with change in our life, we have to acknowledge the areas where we've built walls, where we've said, hmm, I don't deserve to receive in this way, or hmm, I won't allow a person to give to me here. Uh, or I won't allow myself to be who I am fully in this way because of something, something that most likely probably happened when we were kids. And the host of the show was talking about how she, she too is a manifesting generator with sacral authority, which is cool. And she was talking about how when she was a little kid, she wanted to sell her McDonald's toys that she got in her Happy Meals. And so she went out on her, on her, uh, driveway with a table and all of her toys laid out she picked out this big huge fluffy wig because you know ronald mcdonald has um (laughs) has the red wig um and she walked out but when the cars would come by and like notice her table there and get ready to stop and i guess ask what she was selling she would run into the house and she would begin crying and that was the seed of like being afraid to step into the entrepreneurial aspect of her identity and purpose. And so after listening to that podcast, which I've honestly listened to twice, and I'm probably going to give it another listen, I started thinking about, hmm, well, what are the areas in my life in which I like, I don't honor who I really am? And how does that stop me from being able to bring into existence the things that I, that I want to create? Um, I was tempted to say meant to create, but I feel like that applies a lot of pressure. And creation can be simple and silly, like what we talked about in the last episode. It can be, um, Creation can be built from fortitude and going through hard times, but it also can be built from pure joy or nonsense or just clown behavior. And then all of that is worthy of our attention. And I am going to link it because 
she asked some questions in that podcast that really stirred me that aren't coming to my recollection right now in this moment. But I think that is a good that is a good starting question. Like what areas in your life, like what are the things that you are terrified of that are part of who you are? And where did that like fear or seed of fear come from where you were like, hmm, I can't, I can't operate in the fullness of that part of me. Where does that come from? Because once we recognize that that is there, then we're able to take steps to remove that and, um, and be kind to that wound and heal it so that we can go on and, and actually receive the things that we so desire and the things that we're working towards. Because when we don't work on those, on those things, they'll come up and they'll block they'll block our ability to receive what is meant for us and what is for us and what we desire. So those are my notes on manifestation. I hope that this was useful. Ooh, actually, before we end, I think another important aspect of of this work of creating your reality is thankfulness and gratefulness and that practice of like honoring what it is that is good in your life uh, so that you can receive more of it because what we give attention to grows. Excuse me, burp, burp town. But yeah, I think that is my last note on manifestation. I hope that this was useful for you. I'm going to include some more resources that have been helping me that I'm very much so still unpacking. And I hope that you're gentle with yourself on your journey of like making your dreams and your visions and your ideas uh, into reality because you are deserving of receiving. Is that a sentence? You, you deserve to receive. There we go. You deserve to receive. So if there's anything else, if there's nothing else that you get from this episode, I hope that you leave with that. And that that is like such a, a beautiful way to begin the journey of trusting who you are and what you want to do with this life in whatever season you're in. So I'm sending you a big, 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 big virtual love hug. Take care of yourself. I love you. Bye.